Last evening, after celebrating uh, the four o'clock mass, I went to the Colonial Country Club on Linglestown Road for as an invited and honored guest for St. Margaret Mary Parish 75th anniversary. It was a great night. A lot of uh, old faces, a lot of people that, that one, they said, I haven't changed very much. I said, I've changed a lot. And they said, how did you change? I said, I have a Medicare card now. So, <laughs> but the, uh, that, that's the biggest change I think they probably, they, they saw. But it was just fun listening to people uh, reminiscing about uh, some things that you would have done or uh, I did or said or, and others. There were only three of us who were once pastors there um, uh, that, were, that were attending, the current pastor and then uh, two of us that were former pastors. Uh, but then there were some other uh, priests who had lived there as parochial vicars, and they were invited to speak. And each one of us were asked to say something about our time. And, and I was very famous at the time when, when we were there because I was doing a, um, a capital campaign. Um, when I got there, they were $5.7 million in debt. Um, because they had just built uh, a very big church. And then uh, when I left, I had them down to uh, two-something plus a campaign for three to be able to continue to build on to their next phase, which they had some plans there for people to look at. But, but despite all of it, uh, uh, you know, one of the, the, um, the thing I always did while I was there, I kept referring to the founding pastor. I do it with you. It's very important for us to go back to the beginning. You know, I kept going back to Monsignor Kirchner. I often wondered what that dialogue was in, in 1948 when, when uh, Bishop Leach called this very young priest who was at that time uh, assistant pastor at the cathedral, probably four or five of them in the cathedral at that time. But I, I just wonder, what was that conversation like? What was the goal? What was the purpose? What did they dream? How did they vision? And then to put that together, you know, that they first met like your, your own experience. They first met without a church. They met in, a, in, a, in an old um, oil and gas re, uh, building where the trucks fueled up and, and did all kinds of things. And I think here it was someone's house and then it was another, was there another place? And then, then finally we, we got the Lutheran church and now here. You know, and I think about those conversations and how important it is to be anchored to that past. What was the vision and, and how did those people feel that walked into that first church when they first built that church on her street in, pa in uh, Pembroke? How did, how did that Monsignor, at that time probably just a priest, a father, uh, how did that, that priest feel with, the, with those founding people? How was the feeling here when the, when the first church opened in 1979? And, and we walked into this place. You know, what was that feeling? What was the vision? How, how have we followed that? And it's important for us to stay anchored to that. Very important for us to stay anchored to that. So that we know if we're living it right now, if we're living it properly, correctly, right now, what, what goal do we have? And yet, at the same time, what vision do we have? You know, the church is run by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit doesn't sit around waiting. The Holy Spirit moves. And that causes change, and that causes, you know, some things that sometimes are uncomfortable for us who get used to something, you know. And, and, but the, the, the Spirit moves. And so it was a great night just to, to reminisce on that, and I bring that up for this reason. Not to, to, to share with you that I got a free meal, <laughs> but, but I really, it really was a wonderful night just to stay connected to the global church, to the church of God in, in our diocese, to the church of God, uh, of Jesus Christ in, in our local area. 
You know, it, 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 it's important for us to, to look back. So last week I started my preaching by saying that over these next weeks in November, we're always going to be looking back so that we can look ahead. So, so we started with last Sunday looking at how do we love. The challenge for us was over this past year, have you loved God with your whole heart, your whole soul, your whole mind? Have you loved your neighbor as yourself? How can we make that better? How can we, how can we respond more openly, more, more uh, humbly to that invitation to service of God and, and our neighbor? And then we celebrated this week the Feast of All Saints when we challenged ourselves to become more holy, to persevere in endurance, to persevere with endurance during trial and tribulation, to place our hope in God. You know, our hope is in the Lord who makes heaven and earth. And then we celebrated the Feast of All Souls where we remember that we, are, that we have immortality because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That in our mortal frame that we die to this earth, but yet we, we die serving the Lord because we live in the Lord, we know the Lord. So today we look back at this year and we say to ourselves, where have I been a hypocrite? Where, have I, where has my living as a Christian not matched what I say or do while everyone's watching? You know, behind closed doors, at work, at school, in libraries, in, you know, shopping. Uh, I'll throw the, the major problem right now, traffic. <laughs> you know, where, where have we really been in, in all those things? You know, when, when a deacon is ordained, to, uh, 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 the bishop holds an end of the gospel book and the deacon holds the other end. And he looks right in your eyes and he says, receive the gospel whose herald you are. Believe what you read, preach what you believe, and practice what you preach. Great advice for all of us, that we who receive that word of God, you and I who hear the word of God day after day, week after week, what do we do with that word? What are we doing with that word? Are we practicing what we preach? Are we walking and talking at the same time? Doing, are people looking at us and seeing two different people or the same person? Are we truly authentic? As we are called to authentic love, are we called to authentic doing, living out the gospel? You know, Jesus says, you know, there, there are people who are putting, the, the, particularly the Pharisees, putting heavy burdens on people and laying them on their shoulders, but they weren't doing anything to help them. You know, where have we done that? To, we've done that to people all the time. We do it always. You know, we, 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 we demand that other people conform to what we want them to be or we expect them to take care of more than they, they think that we want them to take care of or that they, they don't understand. And yet we hear it all the time. St. Ignatius says that our love is shown in deeds, not words. And St. James says to be a doer of that word and not just the listener. And of course, we know that, that famous line, sometimes you're to preach the gospel and when you do, on occasion, use a word. So how authentic are we? Are we really putting, uh, are we relieving others of their burdens? Are we observing the law ourselves? Are we doing what's right and just for ourselves before we place that burden on others? And Christ gives us this, these kind of measuring sticks. He says, are you doing things just for people to pat you on the back and tell you how wonderful you are and can't, the world can't spin without you in it? 
You know, is that how we feel? Are we the people who want to always have the best place, the best seats, the best, you know, everyone just running to us all the time and greeting us and, and making us feel like, again, like there's no other? He says if we do that, then we're missing the whole idea of, of humility, we're missing the idea of, of servanthood, and we're just hypocrites. We're just doing, uh, Paul, what Paul says to us, I know what's right, I know what's just, but I keep doing the wrong thing. I, I, I really want to do it right, but I keep doing the wrong thing. How do we correct that? We follow the example of Jesus Christ. We watch Jesus who, who committed himself to that, to that service and to the, to, the, to, the, um, to the law of Christ, but to the love of, uh, to the law of God, but the, lo- the love of God more. Yesterday was the feast of St. Charles Borromeo, and uh, one of the things he was, he was writing to his priests in his diocese, but what he, was, what he said is good for all of us. He says, we all become weak, and, and we all need help, and, and it's in the Lord that we find that help most easily. And he, he warns us, he says, sometimes we have this, he calls it a tiny spark, a tiny spark of God's love. So there's something in us that we want to do the right thing. We want to say the right thing. We want to be the, the authentic Christian that God calls us to be, the humble servant. And he says, if we have that, then hold on to that tightly. Don't give up on it. Don't put it out in the wind for the wind to blow it out, but keep that. He, he uses a, a term now, remember, it's the 1500s. He says, keep the, the, the stove shut tightly, you know, and, and he says, if, and avoid any distraction that'll take you away from that. And then speaking particularly to his priests, he says, if teaching and preaching are your job, then apply yourself to all of it and, and do, a, do your job well, but be sure that what you're preaching, you're also living. He says, if you're in that pulpit Sunday after Sunday, and then people see you outside of that pulpit, and you're living a different lifestyle, then they're just going to be cynical laughter and derisive shaking of heads. No one's going to want to follow that. And so it goes for all. I think that's a great advice. I bring it in to the homily because I think for all of us, you know, others are, are following us to that, to that throne of God. Others are take, taking that journey with us to Calvary, to find salvation, to find redemption, to find forgiveness of sins, to find a place to belong, to be loved. And the great vision is rooted in the future, but that great vision is, our, our vision is rooted in uh, moving to the future, but our great vision is rooted in the roots of our past. And so in a world of Pharisees, let's be true and humble servants. Let us be Jesus for one another.